Welcome to Living Embodied, reclaiming our body as safe, sacred, and sovereign space. This is a podcast where we explore mental health and well-being through nurturing the mind-body connection. My name is Sydney Bell. I'm a social worker and psychotherapist who has a passion for working with people looking to nurture a positive relationship with their body. For some of us, the work is to heal from body shame. Others are looking to reconnect with the body's ability to help us navigate emotions. And others wish to reclaim the body's deep wisdom. Sometimes we are looking to do all three. When it comes to the body and our relationship with it, it may be helpful for you to know that I live my life and work with people from a weight-neutral or health-at-every-size perspective. Among other things, a weight-neutral perspective means this podcast is a diet talk and body-shaming-free zone. For more information about me and my practice, check out my website at GaiaTherapy.net and you'll find links in the description. This podcast is truly a labor of love for me. My goal is to create and hold space where together through conversations, reflections, and exercises, we can begin to gain an understanding of the profound role our body plays in our mental, physical, and spiritual well-being, and to build a bridge to a healthy and positive relationship with our body. I hope you enjoy it. So, Let's dive in. Now, are you one of those people who has a hard time with photographs of yourself? If you are, you're not alone. Many people, myself included, often dislike being in photos because we don't like how we look in them. And a lot of times this has a particular focus on our body size and how we perceive it. It can be upsetting and spiral us into feelings of body shame. I know for me, hating having my photo taken is something that I inherited from my mother. She had the same struggle. Why is this such a hard thing for so many people? It seems we can come a long way in our body acceptance journey. We can come a long way in feeling good about ourselves. We can practice peace and acceptance with our body. And as we reclaim our body sovereignty and heal body shame, we can start to feel good in our clothes. We don't mind looking in a mirror. We might start to feel comfortable working out at the gym or putting ourselves out in the world in ways we hadn't before. And then we see a photo of ourselves and just bam, those body shaming feelings creep in. Well, My guest today has some wonderful insights for us on how to work through some of these feelings and not only become more comfortable with seeing photographs of ourselves, but also she shows us how the camera can become a tool of healing and supporting us in living an embodied life. I'm so excited to introduce you to Vivian McMaster. She is such an interesting and insightful person. She describes herself as a body acceptance photographer, trauma-informed coach, and certified body trust provider. 
I first encountered Vivian many years ago when a friend sent me a link to her website and told me about her Be Your Own Beloved online course, which I immediately signed up for. Both my friend and I enjoyed this course so much that when we were organizing a body image conference in Saskatoon a few years ago, we invited Vivian to come and be our keynote speaker. Vivian invites us to consider a different way to engage with our body and with photographs. She shares the surprising ways that photos can actually support us in connecting positively to our body and nurturing embodiment through developing an internal relationship to ourselves. So without further ado, let's meet Vivian. Hello, and here we are back, and um, I'm just really delighted to welcome uh, Vivian McMaster into conversation with me. Uh, Vivian is a body acceptance photographer and coach, and um, welcome, Vivian. So really Thanks. great to have you here. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Uh, as I mentioned in my intro, I've you know known of you for quite some time, and I'm a very um, much a fan of of your work and appreciate uh, you know the, you know what you're bringing to uh, to the world, uh, especially in the area of, of body acceptance. And um, I'm just excited to dive into some conversation with you. And um, let's just begin by inviting you to tell us a bit about yourself and your work. Sure. Um, my work uh, is called Be Your Own Beloved. And I've been doing it for, oh, geez. Um, I, I'm just noticing a rainbow outside my window. So I just wanted to share oh, that. Really? Beautiful. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. Um, that is wonderful. What yeah. a wonderful omen yeah. and symbol. Exactly. But I've been doing Be Your Own Beloved work for, mm, I think we're nearing 15 years. Wow. Really? Wow. Yes. It had a different name in the earlier sure. stage. Um, because body acceptance actually wasn't a thing uh, in the same like way we know it now. Obviously, fat liberation has been around for a long time. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I started just before... Um, a lot of that kind of energy of selfies came out, interestingly, because my work largely um, is around taking self-portraits. <laughs> but right, uh, yeah. yes, Be Your Own Beloved helps people um, make peace with their relationship to photos, um, which is often a piece that after we've done work around our relationship to food or movement, we've read mm. all the books, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, often that piece of um photography and being in photos taking photos of ourselves or having photos taken by others and seeing them is a real yeah. trigger point um so that is that's the piece that i do in the world is it, help people in a really experiential and embodied way make peace um with how they see themselves in photos yeah. I, I will you know just acknowledge straight up front that um you know I've participated in one of your be your own uh beloved courses and 
you know, obviously very much enjoyed it as I've, you know, stayed connected in terms of sort of following you and appreciating your work. And I can certainly attest to what you're talking about personally, right? It's interesting how, um, you know, I can even, you know, get to a place of perhaps, you know, looking in a mirror and and becoming, you know, feeling a sense of peace and acceptance and how that can be different than in, in, in a photograph and how a photograph can just sort of throw you off. Um, so I, I do think it's a very, um, you know, needed and an important um, element uh, of the work for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what, um, what drew you to doing this, this work? Um, yes, what brings you it to wasn't it? something I thought of. It wasn't <laughs> um, that it came from a place of this would be a great idea for uh something to offer the world. I think for most people who do work around body acceptance, it comes through our own personal path. So it really was yes. me starting um, starting to heal my own self-hatred and um, body acceptance path. And mm-hmm. um, I hadn't really found a tool that would, was really helping me. And it, it was the time when... Uh, flip phones were, were out and they were starting to have like right. cameras on them. <laughs> sure. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, uh, that's when I started taking pictures with and just, I felt like it gave me a voice again outside of the, all the messages from diet culture and um, weight stigma and all the, like all the things I believed about my body. It felt like somehow the camera allowed me to, um, yeah, to find my, my voice again. Like, who am I? I was, it was a time when I was also kind of on the other side of a depression and the, who am I, what am I here for? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, questions were very at the surface. And I also was at a point where I was like, I'm not gonna, not gonna spend the rest of my life hating my body. Don't know how to get to the other side of that, but, um, and the camera just, it is a place to listen to ourselves, to connect with ourselves. Um, and I quickly got, you know, a point and shoot. And I, soon after that, I got a big DSLR and just went searching with the camera for both who I am or who I was at that time. And also how I could be in relationship with my body in a different way. Um, okay. Which, yeah, you know, it is it doesn't seem like a place where we can find that, but it it's because it's a place where we're so critical our, about our bodies that we can right. rewrite stories. And so specifically when I started to put the camera down, uh, use a timer and step into the frame, like that's when it felt right. like in a way, like we're going to talk a lot about embodiment. That's, that's what happened right. was, was I was like, okay, how do I want to move? Oh, I'm going to take a deep breath to start this take this Mm -hmm. photo you know like it it was a bit of a space to have a practice of connecting to my body um separate from the camera the camera witnessed it but it was me and my relationship to my body so a lot of the work I do comes out of the practices I just started doing for myself um and then the practices that I continue to kind of discover and do with my own relationship um 
to body acceptance through the lens. Like it's expanded over the years as my comfort zone right. with seeing my sure. body um, has yeah, expanded. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. So it really came from, from that era, that stage and um, is still, I mean, I mean, I would happily, I think any of us doing work around body acceptance, if the world suddenly changed and this wasn't an issue, that's okay. Mm-hmm. We'd be out of work. Mm-hmm. We'd be fine with that, but it's still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so prevalent. Specifically photos, yes. like it, a lot of yeah. people, yeah, come to me after they've done yeah. so much work um, in right. other elements of body acceptance. Mm-hmm. This piece, <laughs> so yeah, and it's a huge piece that you know it can impact so much in terms of how we are with our family, like family events and, and sort of recording our family history. If we're nervous to be in front of the camera, we might, you know, step back and not, not let ourselves be take up space in, in that way. Right. Um, yeah. And, and not be seen as much in our, um, you know, those, how we, yeah, in our family history and, and lore and things like that. Um there's, I, I was just really fascinated by, by what you shared in terms of what, what drew you to this work and, and, um, what really jumped out at me is, um, just, I think what I heard was intentional pivots that you made. And, um, you, you know, you talked about how, you know, making a conscious decision that, you don't want to relate the same way to your body anymore. You want to make a change. And, um, and then I guess how you really saw and embraced the opportunity to, um, make use of the tool of the Mm -hmm. camera and that really awesome, you know, shift in terms of how you were going to, to relate to it. And I was wondering if you would talk a little bit more about your process, um, like you talked about setting the camera down and, um, you know, putting on a timer and then stepping into the frame um is is there more that that you can say about that sure well as a whole I would say my practice is um it's really the act of going on photo walks with a camera I never Mm -hmm. ever go out with a specific image I'm trying to get I feel like when we do that I mean I do send people out to do activities but what we the actual, what the visual image is going to look like. I feel like that really limits us. Um, Mm -hmm. It's such a landscape of curiosity and wonder and play uh, when we work with the camera. Um, So I just, in my own practice and how I teach is really like, go explore and see what happens. Um, Because that's where the magic happens. (laughs) Um, In the exploration. Yes, for sure. And so I, I would say it's like, Photo walks can be, it's part taking photos, but it's part joyful movement. It's like engaging with our experience of nature around us. Or, you know, you might be taking an urban photo walk, but um, Mm -hmm. going out and connecting to myself, to the world around me, to the seasons, to the light, um, and seeing what draws me in to take photos of, whether it's of something else or of myself. Mm-hmm. And um, the act of taking a photo of ourselves can be so much more than what we might be thinking a selfie is. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's very much become this like specifically posed, angled photo of our face. 
Um, right. <laughs> that we, we yes. master uh, how we smile, the act, you know, yeah. the angle we like it at, the distance. Yeah. Um, most people kind of have it figured out. And I, in my own practice and what I teach, we break that out of the box. That's okay to do like with some activities, um, mm-hmm. what feels kind of like our happy place to take a photo. But um, in my own practice, it's very much, um, you know, where the light is, I'll, I'll take a photo from below or above um, our hands, our feet, uh, connecting to our body with touch, uh, taking a photo of our hand, maybe on our heart, um, all sorts of things. And also in engaging in the environment we're in. Um, so inviting that like flower into the photo with you. Right. Um, so, and then right. there is a power when we do put down the camera and get our body into the frame as well. Mm-hmm. Both in mm-hmm. seeing our whole body, um, mm-hmm. which is where, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the healing yeah. um, of how we see ourselves happens, but it also happens in arm, arm's length uh, photos as well. But I, yeah, I find the, the magic is really in, um, yeah, seeing ourselves with the same kind of curiosity and wonder that we um, would approach a flower or a par- approach the way the light is falling through a leaf and it's translucent or things like that. Um, yeah, because when That's we... That's a beautiful... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> you know, we forget that. There's so much I find with our relationship to photos that we do to the world around us we see our friends that way and then somehow yes. when it comes to ourselves we abandon if there's a lack yes. of there's a self-abandonment and a lack of self-trust in our relationship with photos and so it's a reclamation of those and if we yeah if only we could see ourselves with wonder and curiosity um because bodies mm-hmm. are incredible mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. these human bodies we're in mm-hmm. are so diverse um and, you know, if we can not necessarily see it through like an artistic perspective, but through a curiosity uh, lens, um, it takes on yeah. a whole new experience. I've talked about and thought about that as um, uh, I heard it described to me many years ago as soft eyes, like mm. seeing yourself with soft eyes, like we tend to be more willing to do with with others and certainly like you say with, with nature and you know the, the the wonder of the world around us and so rarely do we mm-hmm. ha- you know feel inclined or, for all the reasons that you know the societal messages not inclined to bring that soft lens of compassion to ourselves and to me that's what you're yeah. to me that sounds like what what you're similar to what you're talking about yeah. I love that. Yeah. The soft lens. I haven't heard it that yeah. way. Yeah, Soft eyes. And mm-hmm. I'm also, there's so much I'm curious about. <laughs> um, like, you know, your, your, your use of language of self portraits, mm-hmm. um, you know, per, is, in, instead of selfie or in addition to selfie, like, can you talk a little bit about sort of the difference between a selfie and a self portrait or mm. is that an intentional choice on your part? using that language hmm, I think there was a time where it really was um as selfies kind of grew Mm -hmm. it did embrace the the word self-portrait I think now Mm -hmm. not so much um Mm -hmm. because I want to 
whether we call it a selfie or a self-portrait, like it's it's less about those words and the societal perceptions of them uh, right. as it is about like using it as a conversation with ourselves. I think I love the word selfie. Um, mm-hmm. and it's more accessible to people. I think when we think about yeah. self-portrait, we think of it as more of an artistic, um, mm-hmm. more conceptual photo of ourselves um right yeah which i which i do think can be wonderful to do these like wow you know conceptual creative images of ourselves but what i found this might be an unpopular opinion but what i found in the (laughs) world at least um is i think it's often still a way to get to theorize our way out of actually being in an embodied relationship with our body through the lens or like it's easier to think creatively about the photo and what it could be and what it should look like than it is to really be like this is me this is my body this is what I'm seeing I see what I'm experiencing yeah. um there's a lot right. of creative and technological things we can actually put in the way of of that in our relationship to photos so I, I try to keep it really simple you can get wildly creative if you want. Sure. Uh, yeah. But that's not the path. That's not the, the key to seeing yourself with compassion or to, um, yeah, to healing or to feeling connected, to feeling inspired. The more I've encouraged people to keep it simple, I feel like the the mm. more quicker the doorways open to like, wow, that I, I'm not reacting to this photo. I actually like myself in this. Like, it's not because it's creative. It's because it's right yeah right I really appreciate what what you're saying and I really you know like in some ways that um accepting or uh you know of of the idea of a selfie and and sort of reducing the I don't know snobbery towards Mm -hmm. it or or (laughs) something like that as that it's um embracing um uh I've lost, I thought I had an insight there, but it has run away. Maybe it'll come back again, but just, yeah, thank you for those thoughts for sure. And um, I know we're going to sort of move into, because you brought in embodiment Uh, Mm -hmm. and maybe, yeah, that is a really great, great segue into um, our sort of embodiment focus part of our conversation. Um, And so if I heard you correctly, you were saying a little bit that if we're, if we're being a little, you know, let's see what, what, what you were just saying was that if um, we are perhaps uh, delving into the theoretical concepts or the, the artistic nature, perhaps a little too much that might take us away from the embodiment experience of the, of the engaging with the camera and the photographs. Is that kind of what what you were saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think I was also saying like the body acceptance piece of yeah, it's easier to be in our heads than it is to be in our bodies. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I hear that a lot from people (laughs) I work with and again, that they definitely they're, they feel on board with the idea of it, the concepts and, you know, some people really get into the research and, you know, the, um, uh, you know, uh, yeah, just un- unpacking uh, all all of that. But when it comes to the the lived experience, 
that's where the the challenge can be mm-hmm. and um it really is this embodiment piece so um so let's talk about that. Um, I'm curious to hear your understanding or experience of of embodiment. Mm-hmm. I feel like I used to think of it as something that was like far off that I needed to achieve, like many things in right. healing our relationship with our body that I will feel embodied. Yeah. Um, but I've come to an understanding of it as like a lived experience in our body and the senses and um, emotions that that go along with being present in a human body. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So like I, I, I've been reading slowly. I've, I'm a parent of a four-year-old and I swear it's taken right. me like four years to read one book, but right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm slowly working my way through Hillary McBride's um, The Wisdom of Your Body. And I, I really appreciate her approach and um, especially when I hear her on podcasts as well, like just simplifying it, like this breath we're taking right now, the right. way that our body um, likes to sit, um, the experience, the sensory experience of like petting my little kitten's paws, mm-hmm. um, being right. a lived experience of being in a, a body. And there's so much that takes us away from that that it yeah. is a practice and um, a, something that we can nurture in our lives to, to be uh, as connected to our body as we can, especially when we've experienced a lot of weight stigma or self-hatred and fat phobia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's natural to not want to be in this body that uh, we're told is not um not it's worried. understandable that we create a distance if we're getting exactly. the, the messages that our body is is wrong in some way. Yeah. So it's a it's a yeah. reclamation piece to um Yeah. Yeah. And and you mentioned and and we'll we'll put this in the podcast description, but you mentioned a book called Is It the Wisdom of the Body by uh, The Wisdom of Your Hil- Body by Hillary uh, uh L. McBride. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned that in our previous conversation and um, I'm really interested to, to check that out for sure. I love that idea of the rem- the reclamation piece for sure. And the, the reminder of the, the simplicity of it. Again, mm-hmm. we, we don't need to overcomplicate it. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's, it's not something out what... there. It's here right now. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And I, I remember, um, cause it, it, you know, it's, it, we can have a practice of connecting to our body through so many mediums. I remember um, my friend, uh, Anna Guest Jelly, who does curvy yoga, talking about oh, yes. how she first experienced um, yoga. It was like the, her, just her little toe. <laughs> I'm noticing my toe. Like it was just, it sometimes embodiment isn't, it, it comes as a return home to our body. And I think about that. Oh, often. I love just, that being in you know in a yoga pose and being like oh I feel my toes (laughs) um Mm -hmm. yeah so it's it's a coming home to our body as well Mm -hmm. as we can like um yeah reclaim our our power back and um yeah reconnect to this lived experience and it's an important distinction in that it's um we may be disconnected but 
mm-hmm. it's never lost yes. is how I think of it. Right. And, and it's something that's a name that, that we're born with and we yeah. like, we may get distant, um, but it is still there just sort of waiting for us to remember and notice, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That the body is, I think always sitting in a space of invitation, this return to, for us to return home. Yes which is uh, really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Some wonderful, um, some wonderful uh, thoughts on embodiment. uh, What would you say, uh, what role does embodiment play in our general well-being? Like, why do we want to do this work? Mm. Do you think? My experience of, like in my own exploration of like embodiment and, and, it invites us to slow down <laughs> to be mm, present in our body. Mm. I think it's um, it's a support with our mental health, um, with yeah. our physical health. I think the the to really be present with our body, we have to. There is a slowing down in this very very rushed world uh, that kind of needs to happen, and a presence that uh, can't help but you know support our our mental and physical health as well. Um, and embodiment doesn't necessarily need nature at all, but for me, a lot of it is like being in this body on this planet, (laughs) um, and the experience of, of the world around me and slowing down and connecting to Mm -hmm. it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So that, that really, um, the slowing down piece, allowing us to be more present and mindful in ourselves, which mm-hmm. then allows us to, I would imagine, notice what what is happening and then be able to to take care of ourselves in the ways that we need to. Absolutely. Yeah. And noticing our, you know, we're so disconnected uh, uh, often to our relationship to food and, and hunger and fullness yeah. and, um, you know, needing a glass of water, like it all embodiment is a listening in to our body and what it needs. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that's when we can, we can do that. That's a very like self-compassionate practice um, to truly Absolutely. live. I'd say. Absolutely. And you know, um, the, like the, the next question is about, um, you know, ex- the experience of embodiment manifesting in day-to-day life. And I think mm-hmm. you're kind of answering that a little bit n- now in that, like things like being able to um, listen into your body and um, get information of things like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm thirsty and um, I'm hungry and what what do I need to, to nourish myself? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any um, sort of anything else around... Mm-hmm our experience of embodiment manifesting in our day-to-day life or relationships or mm-hmm. in our work? Yeah. When I was thinking about this question as well, I was thinking about, um, you know, embodiment isn't always like these positive feelings. Sometimes it's noticing tension ah. and our, uh, or uh, having that we're having a trauma response to something or sure. uh, our panic or, <laughs> and working yeah. uh, to support ourselves in that. Um, yeah, I, I, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, so I think 
daily practices of that. To be honest, one of the <laughs> one of the the ways that I noticed and come back to my body the most is as a parent. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you're reacting often in these like no, don't do that, no. Like there's these mm. heightened emotions and heightened panic, and it's been right. an incredible teacher. <laughs> uh, I bet. Uh, okay, I have to come back to my body. I have to come back to my breath. If I'm going to communicate properly with you, um, it's, there's this coming home constantly of like, okay, let's start here. Let's get calm. And then let's approach with calmness. So that's in my daily life. (laughs) One of the ways I feel like I'm, I'm, uh, more in touch with my, my emotions, with my physical body, uh, than ever in a, yeah, that one came up. Yeah. In my, um, my <laughs> role as a social worker and, mm. you know, hosting uh, parent uh, parenting uh, groups and classes, there's a, a framework called Circle of Security. Mm. And um, in that framework, they talk about, um, y- you know, important for parents to get to know what they call their shark music, mm. right? Which is when, you know, you have that sort of body uh, emotional reaction that maybe takes you out of the present moment, right? And it's maybe something from your own childhood or your own, something that has happened for you that's being triggered or awakened in your interaction with your child, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's just, you start to see that as a cue to um, like noticing it and, you know, looking to find ways to ground yourself back into your body, into the present moment. and bring that into your interaction with your child right instead of whatever has been brought up for you yeah Um, (laughs) that uh and so uh very important (laughs) in terms of how we're able to navigate our our day-to-day life and and our relationships Mm -hmm. um so then thinking about, and I've heard you already mentioned, you know, some ways that we can become more connected to our body mm-hmm. um, in positive or helpful uh, ways. Um, do you have any other thoughts around that, uh, Vivian? I wanted to return back a little to um, oh, sure. our, our relationship to photos. Um, yes. Talk about embodiment in, in terms of that, because I think it's... right probably the last place people think of being embodied. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> we think yeah. of taking a photo of ourselves or being in a photo. And, you know, I think we almost like our body tenses. We think about what pose we should be doing to look the smallest, quote unquote. Um, yeah. Because that's what we're taught. Um, we probably are holding our breath. Uh, and feeling a level of panic or anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the the norm for most people being in photos. Um, mm-hmm. unless, unless they lucked out <laughs> and uh, didn't right. take in as many messages or, you know, that might be like a, a place of privilege if you haven't had a, a lot of body shame or um, weight stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and... So it's neat to talk about embodiment as because, because our body's so tense, because we're holding our breath, because we're feeling some panic and anxiety um, in the idea of taking a photo, it is one of the places I ask people to begin with their relationship to photos is to practice taking a breath in those moments. (laughs) 
And that that's mm. the course um, for a shift to begin with. We often yes. want to like shake out our shoulders or um, we release tension once we invite that breath in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, within a, a minute can kind of shift the energy or shake out the energy that we have going on. Um, so it can it can be a powerful, powerful place to like recon- to notice that disconnection, that disembodiment and to do something different can really change your experience of even being in photos with other people. Okay. I'm just going to have to take a breath. I'm kind of just going to shake out my shoulders or, um, can bring us into our, our body, uh, in that moment. And then as we like deepen an exploration, um, of our relationship to photos, that experience of embodiment grows because um we start to cultivate a a more internal perspective of ourselves an internal um relationship to how we see ourselves how we uh relate to what we want to do in that moment um so much of our relationship to photos is this external um yeah external experience of our body what it should look like what it should how it should be moved um, how is it going to be seen? Where is it going to be shared on social media? Like it goes on and on where we kind of like go there uh, rather than go, w- go in, uh, and take a breath, connect to our body, um, connect the person looking back at us or connect to the person taking a photo of us. Um, yeah. So it, it's because it's not <laughs> an experience of embodiment for most people that it's, it's a right. place to to start there. Um, yeah. If you struggle with photos, like start with pra- the practice of taking a breath when you're in a photo. Okay. Um, might not change. That is a good reminder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've heard this wisdom from you before in, you know, in your be your own beloved class and, and, you, you know, um, you spoke at a, you know, the conference I was at many years ago and you gave, you know, these wonderful uh, tips and I have to, you know, it's still something I struggle with. You know, we had family visiting recently and photographs and I noticed I was doing everything to avoid being in the pictures and um Yeah. So I'm really a case in point of somebody who's done years of work and I also support people in the work and it's, you know, can remain a a point of challenge. So what you're inviting us to do to use tools like the the breath and mindful presence Mm -hmm. to move from a place of, to, to shift the focus from how we might look, that external piece to how we feel mm-hmm. the internal piece if, if i'm hearing you correctly mm-hmm. yeah how you feel in the moment uh, and how you yeah. feel um when you see the other piece there's the taking of the photo but there's also the seeing of the photo and i encourage yes. breath air too because <laughs> we right. you know, probably right. also tensed <laughs> how is it gonna look right um right uh, but once we start to source our value of how we relate to the person looking back at us in a photo internally, um, the external sources lose their power once we really find our way back to ourselves. Mm. And it, it is like, it's not. So I it. can look at a photo and mm-hmm. think about how I felt to be, you know, yeah. with the people that I was with and how much yeah. it was such a gift to have this, 
gathering and sort of bringing those elements into my experience of looking at the photo and per mm. hopefully balancing out if not maybe you know replacing the thoughts of oh you know that the external of perception of how I look yeah is that There's, yes absolutely that and there is a piece that needs yeah. to happen of like deconstructing what why we think um we should look a certain way like what's going on yes. I, another tool yes. I get people to do is is call out what's going on. If you can right. get, you know, back into your body and out of that kind of initial kind of fight or flight panic of, yes. of yourself, um, mm -hmm. you can connect to like, okay, this is fat phobia in action. I see yes. fat phobia. Like I, it right. might feel silly, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah. it, it really works to, to verbalize it. Like, okay. Like right now I'm in my mid forties and there's, there is the, like a, I'm meeting ageism in a way I had hadn't mm. previously like five years ago. Um, mm -hmm. just, it's just curious, like as my specifically more my face changes. So, you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, ageism, huh? there you are. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and it just, you know, it disconnects like, okay, calling out this external store source, this is what it is like, oh, I expected to see uh, uh, different sized version of myself, a different aged version of myself. Um, right. It, it disconnects. It brings you back to your, your own experience of, of your body and yourself. Yeah. And that mindful awareness piece does then allow for a compassionate response, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because we're able to acknowledge, oh, I was expect, you know, I was expecting to see the 20 years ago version of myself and I'm seeing yeah. the current version of myself and it's, it's, you know, it, it's jarring for whatever reasons, like you, like you mentioned the calling out that mm -hmm. there's some um, whether it's, you know, ageism or, or fat phobia, it's external out there in the world. And it's understandable that I might have internalized some of that. Mm -hmm. Right. And then by calling it out, we're able to, I think it's that power of being able to then move through what yeah. we've acknowledged. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the, the, you and, know, the interesting thing about photos too, is that the more we're hiding from photos, the more mm -hmm. our brain reverts to that, like, <laughs> well, okay, then if I haven't seen you in a photo in a long time, I think I'm going to perceive you as being this size, this age. <laughs> um, the more right. we can actually physically see our today body, our present oh. self, um, the more our, our brain knows what to expect. You know, there's yeah. been times where I'm like, why would I, why would I expect my brain not, or my like reaction not to include a belly? It's like I'm surprised by right. my belly <laughs> or surprised by different, right. different angles of it. Like it's here, it's there. You know, I can experience it with touch. I know the size it is now. Um, and, but the, you know, the less we're in photos, the more it kind of like, oh, you shouldn't have a belly. You should not have a chin of any yeah. size. You know, the, these like things that it boxes us back into what the, the societal expectations are. And then, then we expect to see that rather than seeing like, you know, a fat 46 year old. <laughs> that, wow. That, what a, what a <laughs> gift we can give ourselves yeah. then through, um, you know, I guess, I don't know if documenting is the right word, but mm -hmm. 
you know, providing a, a visual, that sort of visual recording in a, in a beautiful way that yeah. allows us to be fully present in our, in our life process. And it does make me think of, uh, you know, I often talk with people around how we have skewed perceptions of, mm. um, of bodies because, you know, we mostly see other people through mass media, right? Yeah. Through movies and television. Then it's like what you're saying, your brain gets tricked into yeah. thinking what is normal. And, um, you know, by perhaps opening our eyes to the world around us and people in the real world, we can oh. then get used to, you know, recognizing, oh, okay, no, this is what, you know, this is the beautiful diversity of bodies and ages oh. and, oh. you know, races and uh, abilities out there in the world. Yeah. And then we have a different reaction mm -hmm. to them. So you're inviting us to, mm -hmm. um, you know, be more more present visually to ourselves is yeah. that right so that we yeah. can then be um yeah more comfortable in, in seeing ourselves in our you know beautiful you're you're saying you're you know at 46 and I'm at 54 and there's you know years uh that are to be celebrated mm. right mm -hmm. um yeah and it, yeah, it is important you know to curate your as much as you can, the media that is around you, as you mentioned, like right. inviting more right. diverse bodies um, and gender yeah. exploration, yes. racism, yeah. and everything into our visual norm, um, right. both ones that reflect us and ones that reflect the diversity of the human experience. Um, but I find that we, we also need to include our own body in, in that re yes. of, of, yeah, the, there's a piece that does happen when you get in the photo. Um, and here's one great thing is that you don't actually have to love the photo for it to be helping heal and helping like renormalize your brain to, um, uh, to what your body looks like. Like in, right. I do a 30 day program with people and we take a lot of photos mm -hmm. uh, in that mm -hmm. class. You don't actually, mm -hmm. it's, it's sometimes the outtakes. It's the one you don't share. It's the one you right. noticed and maybe you're not ready to accept. You don't have to accept it for it to help like your brain get to know your body, which is kind gotcha. of neat. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> um, yeah. Really exciting actually. Yeah. And, we think we have um, to succeed and, and love the photo that that's the goal. The, the goal isn't really to love a photo of yourself. It's to um, get to be in photos, to, to see your body and be like, that's, you know, uh, that's my body. There I am. And let's move on and enjoy <laughs> this moment together. You know, to the right. last reaction is more the goal. Right. Well, Vivian, I think that's a great segue into this idea of talking about perception mm -hmm. that um, we thought we would touch on together today. And even just our perception of how we need to interact with the, the photographs or the portraits or the selfies that we take mm -hmm. of ourselves, right? And the value that there can be um, in different ways in sort of interacting or or yeah interacting with um with the photos uh -huh. and um so I, I guess I invited you to to reflect a little bit on um maybe you know what uh you know kind of 
drew you to being open to talking about perception mm-hmm. um, in in the work that you do? Yeah, and I love I love that word in in the context of the work I do um, because we mm-hmm. are as we did kind of go into a little bit the we are so rooted in an external perception of ourselves. Um, yes, and that when we find ourselves, notice that we're perceiving ourselves through um, all the many things that come in through the external gaze, the male gaze, the um, societal expectations. And um, I don't think we connect very much to the idea of an internal perception. Um, and I don't necessarily mean like physically how we're seeing our body outside, but our that experience of like our inherent worthiness, um, that feeling of like, no matter what, uh, that my body is worthy, um, and an, an an internal perception, you know, we, when I'm not, as I walk around the world, especially the more I've done healing around, um, my relationship with my body, those external sources, like, I'm not thinking, what are they thinking? What are they looking? Are they, um, (laughs) Are they, you know, judging me, which is very much the way I used to exist, especially as a teenager. And in my twenties, it was, Mm -hmm. I lived my day through an external perception of of how, um, how it is being perceived by others. And so I think as years have gone by, as healing has happened, it's like, I live from an internal, uh, perception of myself which is very just, yeah, lived, lived in the moment. Um, (laughs) Sometimes I joke that like, I don't actually want to know if I have spinach in my teeth. I don't want to know if I have, I, uh, those moments. My fly is unzipped. I don't know. (laughs) I don't really care. (laughs) Right. You know, those things lose their power. I mean, I, I probably do want to know if there's spinach in my teeth, but I just remember. It's symbolic. Yeah. Right? Like the the panic, yeah. oh my God, I, you know, stranger coming up to you. Oh my gosh, I've got to tell you this thing. There's a rip in your thing. Like it was like the worst thing in the world you could possibly do. Right. Have a piece of spinach right. in your teeth or like, I don't right. know, the other things that people panic about. <laughs> uh, and they take you away from this like internal uh, experience of just being in a body and the less power those things have over us, whether it's in photos or. Um, just like being constantly perceived through the external lens, like the more room there is to, to live. I often ask people at the end of, end of the class, like, because photos take up so much brain space. Um, Living for that external perception takes up so much brain space. Um, Yeah. And I ask like, what do you want to do more of now that we've cleared some of this Mm. and there's going to be more like, clearing of that stress in your brain the more work you do around photos like what do you want to do more of <laughs> it's often swimming <laughs> related people want to you know really go, go the they lake, would get in the water get in the yeah. water like be in a bathing yeah. suit without worrying about what everybody else thinks and but yeah. I love that because yeah the things that we what are the things that we're kind of holding our lived experience and being in this body from because of the worry of that external perception. Um, mm-hmm. and it's all these things that are very joy filled that like, yeah, our body wants to feel floating in the, in the water. And um, 
or running and playing. And yeah, it's just mm-hmm. a thing to ponder. So yeah, perception made me think about that specifically that like external versus internal uh, experience yeah. living. You know, that old uh, phrase about um, letting yourself go and how mm. it's, you know, used as a de- derogatory observation often about women that oh she's let herself go in other words I don't know she doesn't pay attention as much maybe to the spinach in the teeth or the hair perfectly coiffed or whatever and and it's it's a bit of a cliche but how at a certain point that that can just feel so freeing like it's been coming to to my mind recently I'm letting myself go Mm. Ah, <laughs> and just you know, uh, um, yeah. you know, a weight off the shoulders, and it, and I think it sort of is relating to what you're saying, yeah. and inviting that internal perception, that yeah. internal guide, maybe a little bit in terms of, you know, how I make my decisions. Maybe, you know, am I going to choose this pair of pants or that pair of pants? And maybe I'm going to let more often the where. What do I feel comfortable, more comfortable in? to to guide that that decision right um and uh, what am I going to eat you know and maybe that's going to land a little bit more in terms of what will what will nourish me and support my you know both my please pleasing my senses and you know um care for myself as well as you know uh nourish nourish me in you know nutritional ways right not just think thinking about or worrying about, you know, calories or, or or whatever we've, we might be focusing on just shifting that, 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 that locus of decision-making perhaps. Yeah. And I love that reframe of like letting ourselves go when you, the way you said it, I felt it as a like release, like a physical. (laughs) Oh, letting myself go. And yeah. Interestingly, like um, I mentioned, like being 46 and my face is changing, and yes. I'm seeing this right. wild forest on my chin of hair that, like, right. uh, my I remember my great grandmother having, and it it feels like one of those things that one should tend to. <laughs> that right. one should, right. And but I, I can't really keep up with it. It's like so. Right. I, I I love. I just touched my chin as you said that letting like letting go is like um letting ourselves go is like a reclamation is really beautiful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and a celebration so mm-hmm. that kind of then leads into this idea that we talked about in terms of the, again what perception might play mm-hmm. in embodiment right i think this is just what we've been mm-hmm. perhaps exploring right in yeah. that 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 intentional shift allows us perhaps to settle into our, our bodies. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts about that in terms mm-hmm. of how our perceptions can support a healthy and positive relationship with our body? Hmm. I think waking up to, you know, trying to, trying to create a practice of noticing, am I, am, am I living and, and, or experiencing this from an external perception and, and seeing what ways you can um, invite yourself home in those moments um, mm-hmm. as a practice, you know, mm-hmm. all of this is like these these little invitations home regularly, daily. Yes, you know, yeah. um, it's not something we need to 
achieve. It's just a, a noticing. So right. yeah, right. This, that little bit yeah. of conversation, I would, I would encourage people to do. Like it's, it's not a linear beginning and end, yeah. right? It's a cyclical, I would imagine, mm-hmm. more experience. So again, you know, you may, you can choose to sort of re-enter it at any time. Yeah. I don't know if that, that makes sense, yeah, but, um, for sure. and I love how, you know, in your work, you are inviting a, just a beautiful and big pivot in our relationship with, with images and photographs that can support us, uh, to be those invitations mm-hmm. home. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. The camera really can be this this place where we can come home to ourselves um, because we're so used to looking away uh, and or seeing it through this external gaze that when you actually um, meet yourself in the lens, like I'm midway through the the, the session I'm doing right now with folks. And, and I was thinking about how it's not, we think the self that we're going to meet and or are making peace with ourselves is really far and it's it's not that far from um our reach because we're so used to looking away from the camera looking away from ourselves in the mirror or in photos that like when we can invite ourselves to actually connect and listen and witness ourselves like it's this it is like a a deep breath you're like there you are <laughs> I've been running from you (laughs) and uh, you're not as scary as I thought, (laughs) you know, that real presence, the lens can be a place for that real presence with ourselves that, um, yeah, that we're used to running from. I love that so much. (laughs) Am I remembering correctly, Vivian, that Hmm. you might have a small, uh, like a a practice or an exercise to, to share? Yes. Um, if folks listening want to grab a phone or something, some photo taking device, um, the practice that came to mind is one I do in my programs, um, kind of around that internal gaze. Um, and it's very simple. So if you can put your hand on your chest or, um, wherever you feel drawn to put your hand on your body, um, Mm -hmm. and close your eyes, maybe get your your camera ready to take a photo first <laughs> um, but just kind of okay. set it in front of you and put your hand on your your heart and take a deep breath and close your eyes and once you feel settled in grab that camera you might have to open your eyes a little but um don't okay. try to to pose the photo or just kind of reach it up and and try to do your best to uh, aim for the, the camera button. And then maybe come back home into your breath once once you know it's there. I, I There's an activity in my program where I do, um, yeah, get folks to take a photo with their eyes closed and their hand on their heart. And... Um, it's a really different experience than, um, or you can do this later. <laughs> um, it's a really different experience than like taking our photos with our eyes, looking in the camera, which can be a powerful place of connection as well. But, um, simply like connecting physically through touch and closing our eyes 
really mm-hmm. um, is a different experience of taking a photo, no matter what it looks like. Um, yeah, it's a different, it's a good practice to start coming home to your um, internal experience of being in a photo. Sure, you may not. Next time there's a family gathering, you're probably not going to have your hand on your heart and right. <laughs> close your eyes in that photo, but um, mm-hmm. it's a good practice to do on your own and a good way to return to the breath. Um, and something about having your eyes closed is a, such a good way to like, yeah, reclaim that internal gaze, like looking inward. Um, yeah. And I did this exercise as you were describing it, mm. uh, Vivian. So I'm looking at this photo of myself with, with eyes closed and, and there's a sense of, um, I guess I feel it a little easier to connect with the vulnerability mm. of her in the photograph somehow. For sure. I don't know what it is, but you're right. It is inviting me to connect, to reflect in a different way. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a, that's a really beautiful exercise and I encourage people to, to try it. Mm-hmm. And um, something simple that you can do at any, any time you're feeling, you know, most, most of us do have our, you know, uh, easy access to, uh, uh, you know, our, our phones with cameras and mm-hmm. can just engage in that beautiful little gift to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you might start noticing moments where you feel drawn to do it again, like ah, the okay. sunshine, that warmth of the sun, right. maybe on a day, right. um, or like the wind flowing around you, like you just feel like, okay, I, w- I just want to put my hand on my heart and close my eyes and and be here. And then we get these little, we, it's like a visual map of our lives when we start being more in photos, like we get to, um, mm-hmm. not just where we've been and who we've been with, but like. It's, I think the more we see our, the photo that we just took of ourselves, the more it invites us to do it again. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of my little, um, you know, journal app that's on my phone that, uh, it could be, you know, what a neat practice to have a regular, just sort of personal check-in accompanied by a, a photo. And it's not about you know, not about sharing a photo with, with the world and not that that's a, a bad thing. Right. But, but this is my own, um, yeah. my own reflection for me mm-hmm. or where I'm at. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's so common that we take any photo and we think about like, then even if we took it for our internal experience, now we're thinking about where am I right. going to share it and right. just doing a, a photo practice for yourself um yeah uh, like in connection with a journal practice or um yeah just taking your photos for yourself um is so so important um and then some uh, I tell folks that like you know if you just if you take the photos for yourself take your selfie for yourself I say uh (laughs) then if later you feel like you want to share it on some sort of social media then it becomes it's different because you've already had this internal experience of it. You already like know how you right. feel about it rather than right. like immediate, taking a photo and immediately like putting it in the world. And how do you feel about it world? <laughs> and right. Finding our value externally in that way is a very different, very different experience. So. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Oh, I'm so glad we've had this conversation, Vivian, and, yeah. and that I've had this opportunity to kind of be reminded of these, um, uh, this, this, this helpful shift and pivot in, mm-hmm. in the way that we can relate to photos and, and, um, uh, with ourselves in in that way and what an opportunity it's interesting because and I think because it is such a um challenging or, or you know topic for many that then that kind of points to the the opportunity I don't know if that makes sense but it's like um yeah that that you know, to, to sort of embrace it and and dive in that I, you know, I can do some really deep work there and, um, just really grateful that, that you are out there doing this work and holding that space. And, um, uh, you mentioned that, you know, you're, uh, halfway through, uh, is it a be your own beloved course Mm -hmm. that's happening right now? Yeah. And, um, so would you tell us a little bit more about that and maybe when the next one is happening and, you know, how folks can participate I've if they're so drawn? Twice a year, usually fall mm-hmm. and um, uh, often February, depends, but usually twice a year I offer it and it's a month long program. It's called Be Your Own Beloved and um, I guide you through daily selfie practices <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that go mm-hmm. from very, very gentle, uh, and very simple to throughout the month, we get deeper into body acceptance and, um, reclaiming our power and claiming space. And, um, yeah, we, we dig deeper though. It, it's always, there's a, people have described it like, there's always a gentleness to the way I, uh, the way mm-hmm. I, there's nothing forced very much it's always yeah. for you that was my experience yeah. yeah for sure and some people often take yeah. the course again and again and like go deeper right uh, right so but the, the 30 days is a long time but it does um, we do a lot within a month um and there's um, always a beautiful community experience and lots of support from me and that's the main program right. i do these days um, right. Though I have done other programs and and will do other ones, but that's kind of my core, <laughs> um, right. unity based one. I also have a program that's seven days that is self paced, so it doesn't have a community element. Um, mm-hmm. If people are kind of wanting to dip their toes in, that's um, called right. yourself, and that's a that's a way you can do. But there's there is power in community and and witnessing. Yes our common humanity and our common experience of, of um, struggling with this element of body image. And uh, there's, there's a collective healing that happens as well of like, yeah, mm-hmm. other people have these realizations mm-hmm. or their bravery in sharing something or their vulnerability. Like it, it has ripple effects. So um, that's why I keep doing this one in only in, in community because that's a piece of it. Right. <laughs> Um, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I, I have very much um, appreciated that your work is is deeply steeped in the practice of self-compassion mm-hmm. and those sort of self-compassion uh, elements. Yeah. Right. And uh, and uh, yes, that common humanity piece is, is very important mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so uh, I guess our time is drawing to a close. We've had mm-hmm. some really good good conversation here but i want to 
check in with you. Um, do you have any sort of final thoughts or comments that you want to, to add before we hmm. say goodbye? I don't know. I, I think that, uh, I feel like, uh, yeah, that was a beautiful conversation and yeah, we had it. I, there's nothing coming up that I feel. Okay. Yeah. Feeling like we're feeling complete. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and certainly, um, you know, we'll have your, uh, contact information, website, and um, all of that. And what what is your your website for people to find you? Is it, it is, be your uh, own beyondbeloved dot com? And I com. mainly social media wise do Instagram, and that's okay. beyondbeloved is there as well. Okay, yeah. excellent. <laughs> and again, we'll certainly put those those links in the episode yeah. description. Uh, along with the, uh, the the books and resources you mentioned uh, as well. And um, so thank you so much, Vivian, for, for your time today. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Sam. And uh, wonderful to reconnect. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, yeah, encourage you to check out uh, Vivian's work. And if you're so called uh, to... Um, you know, take part in, in what she's offering. And, um, so I guess, uh, I guess this is goodbye and, and we'll see you again sometime, Vivian. Thanks so much. Take care, everyone. Take care. Goodbye. Hello again. I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Vivian as much as I did. I know I learned a lot. I appreciate so much what she brings to the world. Such a beautiful opportunity to make peace with our relationship to photos. As Vivian says, the camera can bring us home. Who would have thought that we can turn our fear of seeing ourselves in photos into body acceptance through the lens. If you resonated with this conversation, I highly recommend checking out Vivian's Be Your Own Beloved program. Her website is in the episode description. And if you're looking for therapeutic support in your healing journey, you're welcome to reach out to me via my website at gaiatherapy.net or sign up for my newsletter. Links to both are in the episode description. And that brings this episode to an end. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. And may you experience your body as safe, sacred, and sovereign space. Until next time.